You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 45 of the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Katie Stevens. Katie is a life influencer and entrepreneur with a passion for helping women succeed in business and kick serious goals in life. Katie is the owner of Visual Beauty, which is her cosmetic tattoo clinic. And in 2017, she also launched a natural skincare business with her sister and her mum called Pure Skin. This episode really does give a great insight into the message of you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. Where there is passion, it truly is up to you to ignite the fire within and find a way to make it happen. Katie is the ultimate girl boss when it comes to empowering you to believe that chasing your dreams and making them become a reality is 100% possible, as long as there is a plan, strategy, and you are staying on your own path. I would love for you to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast, and while you're there, give us a five-star written review. This is super important for us to continue bringing you awesome guests like Katie and I'll be choosing three lucky beauty bosses who leave us a review. Send me a screenshot via DM on Instagram that you have done it and I'll be sending a mystery gift your way to the three chosen beauty bosses this coming month. Thank you so much for listening once again and I hope you enjoy this episode. Katie, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so good to have you here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Ange. A virtual beauty lounge. I love that. I know. Well, the last time I saw you in person was a little while ago. So I love how technology can connect us together. And it's been on my list to literally have you as a guest on the show for such a long time. We met, first of all, when you came to our very, very first Beauty Boss brunch that we had almost, I think, three years ago now. Um, You came with your beautiful sister. You literally like rocked in there like blonde bombshells and and I didn't know you from a bar of soap and our connection has stayed so strong over the years and I just appreciate you so much and I know that our guests are going to have like so much um, value from this episode because you're super inspiring so thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me that's so kind I um, absolutely loved that brunch my sister um, lives she has her own beauty salon but she lives three and a half or four hours away from Brisbane and was so keen to come along so she made the trip and I didn't really know what the brunch was about to be honest but um, it was it was really cool to connect with a lot of other beauty boss owners and um, ever since then I think we sort of just touch base at events whether it's my events or your events so it's always nice to build a connections in the industry. Yes, so good. All of our guests that day, for everyone listening, received the Pure Skin um, 24 karat gold iPads, which is one of your products, which we'll talk about really soon. But it was so nice to implement a little bit of a gifting um, side of things to the brunch with your product as well, which has, I think, strengthened um, 
me knowing who you are as well. So let's kick it off before we go into all the details of your journey. What is your definition of a hashtag beauty boss? Oh, what's my definition of a hashtag beauty boss? I think it comes back to um, just pure happiness. Anyone that is happy in their life. And I think that that starts from the inside out as much as obviously beauty and treatments and services can be such a surface um, based service based business. Um, I think a beauty boss is someone that's just chasing their dreams and encouraging women to, you know, live their best lives and to be happy and to be positive and motivated and to feel confident in their skin. So, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let's start from the very beginning now. Where did it all begin for you? What drove you to getting into the beauty industry? Tell us about your businesses and um, let our listeners know a bit about who Katie Stevens is. Okay, where do I start? This is always a funny question for me. I feel like there's so many different elements, um, you know, when you start sharing where you're from and how things all started in the industry. But a really short snapshot, and I'll try and keep this brief. For me, I've always been, uh, having one sister, one sibling only, I've always had an interest in uh, makeup and looking good, feeling good, beauty treatments and services. Um, And I'd be lying if I didn't say my sister wasn't a huge inspiration to me starting in the beauty industry. I, um, funnily enough, I started university when I was in grade 11 at school and I always wanted to be a teacher. I just loved educating people. I loved educating myself. I always wanted to learn. And um, so I did my degree in French teaching And um, at the time, I sort of needed, um, you know, casual jobs and whatnot to earn some money along the way. And I started working in my sister's beauty salon up in Harvey Bay. And um, I just fell in love with certain services. I always liked sort of being niche. And there was a lot of beauty traditional treatments that um, I loved getting, but I didn't really love sort of giving or having enjoyment in that. So um, my sister, I did my certs of beauty um, with my sister at her salon. And um, I just learned a lot about the culture, the environment. And um, I just found like a real passion to learn about skin. So in a brief nutshell, that's sort of where it all started with me in the beauty industry. I didn't ever continue to keep working in the beauty industry. I actually went off and I've had multiple other businesses along um, over the years. And then I launched my cosmetic tattoo clinic in 2014 in Brisbane, um, specializing in just cosmetic tattooing. And then, as you mentioned before, Pure Skin, which is a natural skincare range. uh, And that's a shared business with my mom and my sister. And we launched that in 2017. So essentially, they're my ties with the beauty industry. So that's really, I guess, that side of aspect of business. So that's where it all sort of started. I think I must have been about 18 at the time. Yeah, wow. That's so cool. And yeah, it just goes to show you like having your sister in it and then just falling into kind of loving the industry because you both are doing it together. So, so good. So then where did Minding Her Business come from? Because I think a lot of our listeners will know you from that side of things because your brand, Katie Stevens, does have the empowerment side and you're always like words of positivity and you're really out there to really support the beauty, not the beauty business owner, but any beauty, any business owner, sorry, I'm mixing up my words here um, to, yeah, just feel like they can believe in the business of their creating the business of their dreams. So share minding her business and minding their business with us. 
Yeah, absolutely. So mining her business is, I'm not going to say it was an accidental business because it was definitely planned, but it was a derivative of selling um, my promotional modeling agency. So I had my first um, really big company um, at a really young age. I had that from when I was like 19 to 24. And um, that was an Australian wide promotional modeling agency where we had uh, 1500 staff that worked for us across Australia. And um, funnily enough, I'm telling this story because of course it ties in into beauty um, that we were constantly um, hiring models out for whether it be contract work, um, modeling, uh, photo shoots, catwalk, promotional work, sending them over international. So there's a lot of components where it was makeup, hair, skincare, product photo shoots, all that sort of thing. So that sort of tied in with the beauty aspect of it all as well. And then when I exited that company, I sold that in 2000 and uh, I think it was 13, 2000. 13-ish, 13, 14. And, um, and that's when I launched Visual Beauty. So Visual Beauty obviously is my cosmetic tattoo clinic, but I still found myself connecting with a lot of my old clients and they were contacting me wanting to be put in touch with photographers, videographers, makeup artists. Um, they were still wanting promotional models, which were sort of going through the transition and becoming what we have now, influencers um, in the digital world or on Instagram and social media. And um, I sort of thought, you know what, I, I know so many people and in six years in, in business, there was constantly connecting people. And I thought, I'm just going to have like some casual sort of lunches and breakfasts, and I'll bring people that I think can really get value or, or align with other, you know, non-competitive sort of businesses. So long story short, fast forward, um, there was actually one specific breakfast that I'd organized and I was down the Gold Coast at the time and I was coming back to Brisbane and I was running late. Um, which is totally unlike, okay, running late is like me, but running super late where I had to cancel is totally unlike me. And I called a girlfriend and I said, um, Hey, like, I'm not going to be able to make breakfast. I'm running so late by the time I get there, you guys are going to be done. And she's like, Katie, I don't know anyone that's coming. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, such and such and this person, that person. Anyway, we worked out that no one at that breakfast actually knew each other except for me. I was sort of connecting everyone, but I always just assume that everyone knows everyone, or at least I'm like talking about other people and how they can, you know, help one another's business. So I sort of thought, you know, there's a lot, I started getting messages of, you know, if you, let's do a breakfast or I'd love to join in with, you know, this little brunch that you're organizing. I thought, well, I'm not, it's not really a public thing. So that led me to do a public event. I was like, why don't I just do one where anyone can come and I'll do it like an affordable ticket price that will cover, you know, some cupcakes and some nibblies. And then I sort of got really excited about it because I've always been super extra when it comes to planning and events. And um, I like one of my major um, subjects back in school was like art. So I'm super creative and that's just like totally my jam. Everything, whether it's birthdays or like, you know, my family's birthdays growing up, I always was like extra in like hand making their cards and all that sort of stuff. So this small event started getting really, really extra from stickers on the floor to flower walls to, I was like, we need a photographer. We need a videographer. We need to have capture all these moments and then we can share it with other people. And so this is back in 2000 and also 17, um, the same year I launched Pure Skin. So they were literally two businesses that were launched within three months of each other. And um, at the time, it was a really good idea because I was like, you know what? There's nothing like, you know, if I have five minutes spare, I'll put it into another business. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of how mining her business come about. And I was actually really scared that, you know, we were selling tickets at this event. Who would even want to buy tickets, let alone come? Like I knew people want to come to lunches and breakfasts and stuff, but do they actually want to like 
pay and then listen to speakers. And so I sort of used, um, I connected with a few people in my, my personal circles and I asked them if they wanted to speak and share their story in business. And um, long story short, I kind of didn't really sleep that first night. I um, announced the event live and um, I was pretty stressed. And then I remember waking up the next morning and I thought like there would literally be like 20 to 30 people come to this event. And in the event um, platform that I launched it, I actually didn't cap the number of tickets because I just didn't think I'd sell that many. And I woke up the morning to basically selling out of a whole venue when I'd only hired a certain space in this venue. Like I, I hired like an area that we're just going to rope off. So I remember getting so stressed going, oh my gosh, it was a complete seller in less than 24 hours. I had to call the venue and be like, um, is there any chance that we can close it off to the public? Because we have a lot more people to facilitate. So that was when I sort of had that aha moment where I thought, I think this is something that Brisbane needs, which is now Australia-wide and was going to be international pre-COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's sort of how Mining Her Business all come about. It was a little bit started organic and now um, we've just run with it. So funnily enough, a lot of the people that came to my very first event were very much um, beauty bosses or business owners that had beauty salons or were makeup artists or somehow in the health, wellness, fitness or beauty industry. Yes, I love that. And I've been to, I think I've been to two or three of your events now and they just go over and above the expectation every single time. You blow my mind. It's such a beautiful experience from literally the, well, purchasing the tickets is nice and easy online to receiving an email, confirming the dates to walking down the aisle and um, giving, yeah, I think I'm receiving a drink and then there's a photo booth and then there's an array of beautiful dessert platters and food. And the biggest part about your events is that connection side. You give the space and time for everyone to feel like they can break the ice. They can become comfortable with not knowing anybody at the events. I think I went to one by myself and, um, it's just such a great opportunity to make really great friendships with other beauty, uh, with other business owners, sorry, um, who at the time when I went, I did meet some other industry professionals, which was just so good because I didn't, hadn't known them before. So I just love that you took progress over perfection to start with and you've gone with something that you've ended up being super passionate about. And um, yeah, can't wait to see what comes next from you, Katie, which you have just launched a brand new section of your business. Do you want to share a bit about the stationery line? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think stationery was what something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, as far as how, what or when, I never knew because I'm always so... Um, I guess, busy, focused on projects or rolling out our next event. Um, and like you said, it's definitely progress over perfection. I don't think I ever launched the event side of it um, and, and still haven't nailed it to a T. Every time we sort of get better and better and we focus on different ways to connect people. And funnily enough, like 60 to 70% of our um, guests actually do come on their own, which is cool that it's a really safe space where people can dress up. They don't need to go to a, you know, a late night bar on a Friday night to try and meet new friends, especially if they're new to town or they're, you know, work from home and they don't have any employees or staff. Um, it's a super cool way to um, to connect. But um, yeah, I think um, actually, tell me what was your question again? Sorry. Oh, the stationery line. I just want to kind of put it out there to everyone that this brand new beautiful collection you've created is on the market. 
Yeah, it's funny because I've always wanted to have the e-commerce side of mining her business. And I think maybe a blessing in disguise, but the COVID-19 last year in 2020 really forced us to slow down. We couldn't have events for almost nine months. About eight and a half months, um, which gave me a lot of free time to be able to work on what I call my passion project. Um, on a personal level, I actually sort of had um, a pretty, like a lot of us, I suppose, a pretty rough year um, personally and professionally. And I found myself journaling and just sort of really pulling back to basics. Something that I've been working on for the last couple of years is because I naturally always set myself these goals and I achieve them. And then I want to sort of, I'm always wanting to know what's next, what's next, what's next. I've sort of been practicing um, a lot of gratitude and bringing myself back to the present. So how I did that was I was just writing in notepads and I was starting my own journal prompts and I was sharing them on Instagram and a lot of people were asking. And then I sort of, I had a friend gift me a um, gratitude journal and the prompts just sort of weren't really quite what I was writing anyway. So I was crossing out all the prompts and I was writing my own. Um, and then I started having a lot of people um, DM me on Instagram asking, you know, what journal do I use? How do I know, you know, how to prompt um, what journal prompts that I can offer other people? And I thought, uh-huh, there's probably a really good time. Well, it was a really good time for me to be able to get creative and create something that I could share with my community across mine and her business um, and also my personal platform. So um, the stationery collection was born only um, just at the end of last year. So I worked on that for pretty much three two or three months. And um, in the collection, we've got an affirmation quotes book and also a journal called um, Daily uh, the Gratitude Journal. So it's a daily journal. Um, and then we've got like pens and little pop sockets and there's a lot more coming. So Yay, that's <laughs> so exciting. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think now we've got like a really great idea of who you are as a person and going from owning your own kind of business as a cosmetic um, tattoo artist you, I know that you traveled a bit and you do have your own space as well um, but also just knowing that life can take you in lots of different directions depending on where you get lit up, lit up basically is what I'm trying to say is if you're feeling stuck in what you are doing or if you feel like there's more to life than owning your own clinic, serving uh, and sharing time for money, basically, um, you can look at lots of different opportunities in your business and creating community is a really great way to start with that and look what can happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I would love for you to share, um, like, which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running the beauty business side? Hurdles? Um, hmm. I think, like, it doesn't matter what industry, whether it be beauty or any other industry, you're always going to have hurdles or um, adversities that you're going to have to overcome. So for me, um, I'm not going to say like it just comes natural, but I've always been pretty quick to pivot. Naturally, I feel like I'm a bit of a problem solver. So I can't say that. Um, and again, this is like speaking completely broader over business in general, that um, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always going to be, if you want to call them competitors um, and, and conflicting businesses, you know, all sorts of different areas. But hurdles, I mean, for me, I just sort of try and stick to my own lane and I focus on what I'm doing. So the more energy I put into anything that could be of negative or a lower vibration is only just going to deter me from sort of achieving my own goals or running fast and doing what I do. So 
I guess the short answer to your question is there's always going to be hurdles. There's always going to be things um, to overcome your business. But the more clear I am with my own plans and goals is I sort of just keep, keep on keeping on and keep moving forward. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. What are your two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own business? Um, okay, two top tips. The first one is probably similar to what we just touched on is stay on your own, stay in your own lane. It's healthy to know what your competitors are doing, maybe their price points, do your research before, before starting your business or even if you're really in that first 12, 24 months of startup um, is do your homework, do your research. And um, if you're going to do any launch of any product or business, have a plan. Don't just pop up on Instagram and be like, we're live or a website. Really um, build build that brand and um, and build a strategy around actually executing a whole opening. Um, I think launching is really important because, and not to get too much into the marketing aspects, but I think um, everyone these days, you know, we're, we're, we open our social media and just scroll, um, you know, without even thinking. So to create hype and to sort of come to the forefront of people, our followers, our communities' um, minds, it's important to um, have a build-up of any execution of like a strategy or an opening or something like that. Yeah. Um, the second tip would be um, focus on your niche. So it probably comes back to planning. I don't know. What do they say without um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So get a plan and stick to it, but don't be the jack of all trades and the master of none. For me personally, I just do cosmetic tattooing. I don't do anything else. Sure. I'm trained in other things that I could bring on other people and offer 50,000 services, but I know down the road, there are specialists in light therapy and traditional beauty treatments. Um, there are specialists in massage. There are specialists in eyelash extensions. And I don't want to be that one-stop shop that offers everything at a discounted rate to get, you know, people in the door. Um, I think for me and across all my businesses is I want to be renowned as the leader in my industry and really specific. So uh, work out your niche market. And if that means hiring someone to help you with that, um, definitely. Yeah. Hire someone that is smarter than you or that is more experienced in marketing. I think any business or any successful business in life is literally based off marketing. So learn that, learn your numbers. Um, And you can be really, really, really good at beauty, but um, to have a successful business, I truly believe that you have to know how the business operations and if that means finances runs, you have to know that. I know so many beauty um, business and salon owners and they're so good at what they do. Um, And I just see so much potential for them to be able to scale up, but they just have no interest in understanding, you know, the basics and things like that, which is totally okay. But I think to make sure that, you know, your head's above water and that you're not bringing in all this money and then spending double, um, you've got to have those things sort of aligned as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like when the questions come like, oh, how do I increase the clients or get new clients and um, advertise for my business and stuff when they just don't understand their bottom line of things. We didn't go to beauty college to learn about finance and the actual running of a business side. It was more the technical side and your expertise. So I think it's so, so important to invest the time to learn and outsource your weaknesses and get support. And, and touching on the note of um, finding your niche and everything, if we do have listeners that have um, the all-service beauty salon, which I think is really um, still a lot of us out there, 
then hiring the, the team around you that can be niched in specific areas as well so that they can be the experts within your business around those specific areas. Um, and that way you can tailor your marketing specifically um, around that too. So thanks so wow. much for sharing. They were very valuable tips. I now, Penny, you just on that when you were talking about supporters, I think community is everything. And, you know, naturally a lot of business owners or people can be so quick to worry about their competitors. But when it comes to support, there are so many supportive forums. And I know even what you do, Ange, um, with your community and your membership, like, that is invaluable alone. And that would be my next suggestion would be, you know, once you've got all the basics and the setup of the business would be get a coach and surround yourself by like-minded people, especially in your industry, because you might connect with someone online in your forum that might be based, I don't know, 300 kilometers away and you can bounce ideas from that. So it can strengthen and almost like catapult your education within like the business side of beauty too. Yes, yes. We see that so much. Even some girls that are lash techs, and then we have a salon that is skin specific and they are in the same area. They are starting to do cross promoting. And I just, it lights me up so much that we've built a community that is able to collaborate and not concentrated on the competition side. And it is a safe space to come and feel vulnerable to ask questions so that we can all learn and grow together. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you love your apps on your phone. So tell me which three you um, cannot live without. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, I am am actually a self-confessed appaholic. I am just opening my phone now. I can't tell you how many apps I use and I've got them all placed in their little folders of editing apps, business apps, automation apps. So top three, (laughs) Um, aside from like the usual, obviously Instagram through business and, um, and whatnot, I would say the top three for business is Shopify keep a track of my sales. Um, that also feeds in with our, I've also got a Google app as well that tells me all our um, analytics there. I love learning numbers about the business. Um, Trello. Trello is the system that I use. It's awesome that it has an app, but um, it is the system we use in house for the team to be able to communicate. And it's basically like project management uh voxer if you haven't noticed i love speaking and it's so much easier to talk and voice note so voxer um is also an app that we use in-house um that um to communicate so it sort of saves us from getting all jumbled up and lost in text messages and that sort of thing um but to be honest i have so many apps on my phone and i use a lot of them so it's so good that you've got them organized in folders though (laughs) i'm not even at that point yet but i will get onto that this year yeah. <laughs> so what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Um, I always say like just mining has business specific, but sort of carries across the board is we have the three C's of mantra um, connection. So connect, collaborate and create. Um, I think it's really important to have foundation um, and good I guess, value set for the team as well. So for me, it's all about culture. So providing a good culture for my team means providing a healthy environment for all of us. So that essentially supports me. I feel like my community online also is massive support or at least motivation for me as well for things that I'm working on and upcoming. Um, Next to that would have to be like 
time blocking, <laughs> being time efficient. It's so important to have the right foundations and support around me, especially from my team to be able to run my days, which are quite chaotic most days um, yeah. without being stressed. So. Yeah, good. Yeah, they're great. Awesome. And do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Oh, you know, I just did a keynote um, on this about a month and a half ago. Um, and it's so funny because everyone talks about setting your day up for success or you win your morning, you win your day and the 5am club and, you know, all these sorts of things. For me, I feel like the secret sauce is in like the night routine, like the night before. So <laughs> I don't want to say like almost a nine times out of 10, if I don't go to bed early, if I don't stick to my night routine, I know my ne the next day is no going to be nowhere near as successful or productive, I should say. So for me, I have a pretty strict night routine. Um, I it can go in waves where I have later nights if we're working towards an event or we have a launch coming up. But like traditionally, I have um, no technology in my room after 10 p.m. I read a book. Sometimes I'll try and read for half an hour. If I'm not feeling it, I'll just sort of try and do 10 pages a night. It just helps me sort of wind down. I have my lavender incense going in my diffuser. Um, yeah, a few other little rituals that I do. And then in the morning, the first thing I do is make sure I don't check my phone. Um, I've actually put a setting on my phone. So any text messages or phone calls don't come through um, until after 8 a.m. And those first um, couple of hours, I'll do my gratitude journal. I'll do exercise. Um, I'll drink water. I'll just set my intentions for the day. And then I feel mm. like a good head start. So it's a yeah. really answer to a very short question. But <laughs> I love that, though. I think it's so important, especially like being a mum, if I decide to kind of stay up too late, um, and get even just sidetracked with doing lots of laptop work, then the next day is just all gone to crap basically because I feel like my mood isn't as as good, my patience is a lot lower and I don't feel as productive as well. So I've also set some really strict bedtime um, routines for me, but I love that you do take that couple of hours in the morning before your actual day might start getting into the the grind of things um, to just work on you. So good. Yeah. I think even like, I don't know if you feel the same, but when I'm tired or if I have a late night or I drink alcohol and things like that, the next day, like I just, I'm more inclined to make like poor choices. I don't drink as much water. I choose different foods. My energy level's lower. I feel like it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And um, being on the road, it's like in this camping environment where wine is okay pretty much every afternoon when the sun's setting, because it's a beautiful space that I'm always in. So I need to make sure that I set really good boundaries for 2021 while we're on the road. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with wine and sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to some rapid fire. What is the best book you've ever read? The best book yeah um okay i've read the one thing three times uh recent read i've read atomic habits james clear audio and uh, the audible book and then like physically read it um but the most recent not my favorite of all time but i really got a lot of value out of it was the super attractor by gabby bernstein bernstein awesome i'll link all of those in our show notes for everyone to to tune into it's so good having audible as well because you can literally listen while you're going for a run or walk um and not having to fall asleep with after your 10 pages and you can actually digest and focus with the information so yeah. it's a yeah it's a good way alongside podcasts as well 
um, who is someone that you'd love to meet in person? Oh, who I'd love to meet in person. Um, first name that comes to my mind, can I have two? Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama, I would say. Probably top two. Um, awesome. Yeah, I have a lot of, like, a lot of leaders that I look up to that I'm definitely inspired by. I've been asked this question so much and I feel like it actually changes all the time. So, but if I could have like a dinner party or meet like a few of them, like that'd be my top two. Yeah, I was going to say, they could probably join together and smash out like a really great leadership dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. What's one thing you've procrastinated about this week? Ooh, procrastinated. Um, grocery shopping? <laughs> I um, I just ordered, I just started um, ordering meals because I don't know, I've been giving myself excuses that I don't have time to meal prep. So I ordered these meals online, which have been amazing. And, um, and then I'm like, I need to go grocery shopping and I haven't. So yeah. That's one thing. Oh, well, at least you've still got some healthy meals in the fridge for you. Yeah. What's, uh, what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Oh, if I knew I wouldn't fail, I don't focus on that. I just, um, I feel like I always get nervous and I always get scared and I always have fear, but I sort of, the last four years has been really big um, personal development journey for me. So for me, I feel like the second that I have that fear um, or the sense of, I don't know, fear of failure, um, I have a few little tricks up my sleeve that I sort of bring myself back to center. And I know that like a breakthrough and what's on the other side is going to be so much more empowering. So, um, or um, fulfilling so I sort of don't focus on that if I could do anything um oh like literally speaking like bungee jumping if I knew I wasn't going to break right but on a business level or anything else in life um to be honest I have so many systems aligned I would just go for it as long as things stacked up um they feel certainly uncomfortable and I have many sleepless nights and I cry a lot but I still do things even even out of fear of failure I'd say <laughs> yeah that's so good. That is so Katie Stevens, everybody. Just so you know, if you see her in person one day, you will literally know that that is what she is all about. She's just such a go-getter and I love that about you. Oh, thanks. I feel like a lot of people assume that I'm just like totally fine to get on stage and I'm like super out there. But I mean, like I definitely have my fears. Like I've just learned how to hub, like harness them and, and to be able to use the energy and shift it elsewhere. I like, I still have never had an event where I haven't got nervous before stepping on stage. So yeah. I just try other forms of like meditation and breath work. But, yeah, that's good. Awesome. <laughs> and lastly, if you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what is one thing you wish you had with you? One thing, can I say my family? There's a lot of them. Um, if not, yeah, puppies. <laughs> family, anything that I can just be affectionate and have good conversation or give a lot of love to um yeah puppies and family straight away oh that's good so tell us what is next for you what's in the works for you and your business and just bring awareness to our listeners of where they can go and check you out what is next? We're working on some really big projects at the moment, which I'm super excited about. Um, this year we're focusing on last year in COVID, I launched Building Her Brand, which is a four-week online course to help business owners in the first five years of business just to really, um, I guess, niche down and learn a little bit more the, the basics about marketing um, and just helping with their branding. So that covers a lot and mindset. It covers a lot about um, what I've sort of learned along the way across all my businesses over the years. So that's a 
a four-week program. I launched that last year and we're going to be relaunching that in the next month. So that's really exciting. Um, and that's pretty much our main focus apart from these other projects, which I can't share a whole lot about right now. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> Where to find me, Minding Her Business on socials um, or katiestevens.com.au. Actually, um, I did see in the notes um, if there was anything that I could offer to your um, listeners. And um, I think one thing I'm probably always asked about most um, or the most common questions is how to stay motivated, um, how to set goals, how to be specific with achieving goals and things like that, um, which relate to obviously personal and business. Um, and I created an ebook. So all your listeners, listeners are welcome to um, find that. Actually, I'll put a link um, on if they go to katiestevens.com.au forward slash beauty boss, um, then they can claim that free ebook and a little bit more info about goal setting and businesses too. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. I know they are going to get so much value out of that. And yes, make sure you go and follow the handles of Katie's businesses so that you can find out if there is an event coming near you or um, a little bit more about how her stationary line can help you, et cetera, et cetera. And then also about your course as well. I think that is so incredible, especially with all the success you've had in business. And it's just, I think, so beautiful that you're being able to share that knowledge with everyone as well. So we'll hook everyone up with all the details for that. But I just wanted to give you a moment and like appreciate you so much for the time today that you've put out of your schedule to speak with us today um, and looking forward to chatting in 2021 again. Oh, thanks so much, Ange. I feel like it's been a long time coming. We've spoke about doing this podcast um, interview for like what feels like two years now. So I'm glad we could finally do it. And um, thank you for connecting me with your audience. I look forward to sharing it all. And um, all the best with Confessions of a Beauty Boss on the road. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Katie.